Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. Before we get to episode 50, we got to hit episode 49, everyone. And what better way to celebrate by one of my favorite traditions, the Brazilian Dragon Games Season 3. And who do we have joining me this time? We have none other than a podcast host in her own right, the co-host of Are You There, Love? with Danny and Izzy, Danielle Wasserman, my first podcast guest, one of my two. Don't want to short shrift Angel because she was here too. But yes, how are you doing, Danielle? Hey, hey, hey. I am good. Yeah, last time I was here, I didn't have a podcast. So yes. <laughs> quarantine really did that. Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Last time I, we were here, I barely had a podcast at that point. And yeah, look at us I'm now. Honored. I'm honored I was like first and now I'm on this like mile, almost milestone. Yes. So. Well, it's kind of a milestone because we're celebrating. We just, it's like the podcast that we needed to put in because we need to get to episode 50. And it's a, like kind of a look back of everything we've done before episode 50, where episode 50 might start a new generation. Because we're going to be Ooh. looking back at some of my favorite podcasts over the last few sessions. So if you're unfamiliar, if you're new to the Brazilian Dragon podcast, we like to look back at previous episodes by doing the Brazilian Dragon Games, which is a Hunger Games simulation on the website brandsteel.com. And we take characters from the properties we've discussed and put them in a Hunger Games simulation and we react live on air. So, Danielle, have you ever been a part of any some, something like this? Um, not exactly. I've never done a Hunger Games thing, but like definitely been a part of a fuck, kill, marry situation and oh. th things of that nature, which I feel like kind of fall along the same lines, yes. uh, except no one's doing any banging or killing here we don't know that we don't know well, that Hunger sometimes Games involves some killing yeah and uh sometimes there's like some holding hands that we can read between the lines maybe it's Ooh. uh metaphorical hold hands and more holding something else i you know what i'm here for i i'll do for any touch at this point it's been a long time <laughs> rona these 12 months we're gonna yeah. ball out when this is over we you absolutely are Felipe got his first shot the other day, and I also got my first shot the other day. We're living; yes. it's great. Summer twenty twenty one. Here we go. Yes, come. we're not gonna we're not gonna be like Chet Hanks and say it's a white boy summer. It's gonna no. Be... He said that. Yes. Oh, I don't. Where know were you I... this morning? Me? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, was that on Twitter? I yeah. haven't been on my phone that much today. I probably. I got to catch up. It's all good. But yeah, so before we get into it, we got to go through the cast list. First, Danielle, what's your history? You love reading books. You love trashy romance novels. Where's the Hunger Games fall into that category? 
Oh gosh. Um, yes, I am a Hunger Games stan. Uh, circa like high school. I was like a little late on that bandwagon actually. Uh, I didn't read the books until after I saw the movie Catching Fire because the Catching Fire was way better than the first Hunger Games. So I was like, yeah, I should read these. I agree. Um, then I've read the books, and the Catching Fire book is better than the Hunger Games and Mockingjay as well, in my opinion. Um, but I am a Hunger Games girl. We are Team PETA. I have a PETA blanket somewhere in my house. No joke. Josh Hutcherson, we love. Um, Gail, not here for Gail. Naomi, she has been a guest here. She loves Gail. I'm calling her out. Happy happy birthday, Naomi. Yes, happy birthday, Queen. I texted her yesterday. Yes. Um, but yeah, I love PETA. He's like just so pure and sweet. I and- mean, can I... I, I- Forgive me if I'm incorrect, but is Josh Hutcherson not an NJB? I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, maybe I... He's an NB. I don't know yeah. about the J. <laughs> Let me look this up. Hutch- we should research. Josh yeah, Hutcherson. Apparently my brand on every podcast I go on or my friends call me out for liking NJBs. Um, I don't know. Nice Jewish boys for those who are unfamiliar. It's we're breaking out of that though in 2021. Not that they're bad. Some of them have proved not the greatest. But you wanna know what? I'm here for any man. It's not on his Wikipedia, so who knows? I Hutcherson doesn't sound like a Jewish last name. Yeah, maybe he was on his mom's side, but who knows? But maybe. Maybe. He's a cutie though. As a person, I listened to him on um Dak Shepard's podcast. Yes, that's one of your favorites, besides the Brazilian Dragon, obviously. Oh, Brazilian Dragon, top notch, and then my own. Um, yes. But actually- the, Yeah, the, tell us what you're doing on your podcast after you finish this tangent. Oh, I was just going to do my usual podcast shout out to Nicole Byer. Why won't you oh, take me? <laughs> Nicole Byer, an icon. Oh, speaking of Nicole Byer, there was some like tea in some of my friend group uh, because Nicole Byer blocked Brooklyn Heights. I don't know if you know who that is. Is, is that a queen? That's a drag queen. And then Brooklyn Heights tweeted like, I'm so upset that Nicole Byer blocked me and I don't know what I did. And then Nicole like subtweeted her and was like, you know what you did. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because Nicole's always on Drag Race. Yeah, oh, she's whoa. like basically like a, a second tier main judge this season. She was on like yeah. multiple times. She She is thriving. She is, I mean, I've always thought she was thriving because I've always yeah. loved her, but I'm very proud of her. even though i'm just a fan well you interviewed her right yeah well i wish i got on a phone call it was a print but technically yes i loved her circa like i watched girl code in seventh grade and she was always my favorite and then i just randomly found why won't you date me which is one of her many podcasts but now she's hosting wipeout she hosts nailed it she she got cast in some show that got picked up she's living anyway wipeout get canceled or was that a different version of Wipeout, like an international? They're like bringing it back. No, 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 no. But didn't someone like pass away? Oh, someone did die. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the contestants. Yeah. I'm surprised that didn't get more traction than it did, honestly. And that the show is kind of still happening. I'm assuming they took that obstacle away. Yeah. But, um, well, I, from what I understood, it was like a heart attack, not necessarily like maybe linked to the course. If it was, it was just like exacerbated, like the person like had a heart attack regardless i don't know that's oh. like but yeah so sad though they should have but, had better screening maybe that's my tip. yeah 
true. Because I mean, I remember old school Wipeout was like pretty wild. So yeah. Um, but you wanted me to plug my podcasts. So, yes. Uh, so me and my friend from BU, Izzy, we started a podcast it's called Are You There, Love? It's us, Danny and Izzy. Follow us on Instagram at Danny and Izzy. We also have an email, which is also Danny and Izzy at gmail.com. Uh, and we are a book-based relationship podcast. Izzy and I have always loved talking about love and relationships, even though we're like perpetually single and don't <laughs> have never had boyfriends or whatever. Uh, but we thought it'd be cool to use our experience because so many dating podcasts are from people that are really experienced in that realm and relate our experience and lessons learned, blah, 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 blah. I don't know why I just said blah, 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 blah. But in relation to some of our favorite books and uh, things of that nature. So yes. right now we've been doing a lot of young adult stuff. Um, but we just don't only talk about romantic love. We talk a lot about friendships and just like growing up and this yeah. thing we call life. So check I'm us so out. excited for whenever you get to Fifty Shades of Grey because that's one of Danielle's favorite books. No, I'm kidding. I'm just I'm just I've slandering your those. name. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody knows I like the smut. We we are <laughs> we are te I'll tease right now. I'll give a little uh, nugget of information. We are thinking about doing smutty summer because um, we're do we decided to do each season kind of as a genre. So right now we're on young adult. So we're contemplating for the summertime doing smutty summer and Fifty Shades would be. A good yeah. selection for that. Yeah, it really would. Uh, but I think the Hunger Games is also a qualifying. Like, you don't think that they they hooked up in the in the Catching Fire? That okay? Like you said, the Catching Fire movie was bomb. The book was also bomb. Yeah. So I didn't finish the book. Let me be real. <sighs> do, do you want my backstory? So basically, I started the Hunger Games. I didn't finish, and then in like sophomore year of high school, we had like a field trip on a Saturday night to go to Jordan's theater which is like this furniture store in Boston. I was gonna say is that the furniture store? Yeah but they have an IMAX theater and we got Fuddruckers and then we saw like some like light show and then we went to see Catching Fire and the night before I stayed up all night I was like I'm gonna read The Hunger Games and I'm gonna read Catching Fire. I read I finished the full Hunger Games. I got like 30 pages into Catching Fire and just passed out. And I mean that's pretty impressive though. Yeah. Um, I was proud of myself and then I was like well you know what I don't care about the spoilers <laughs> and I went and I think I watched the Hunger Games one also before or I watched a few minutes and then I watched Catching Fire. Catching Fire was the bomb.com it looked amazing and I enjoyed the first Hunger Games but not as much as Catching Fire. Yeah I just think I mean with anything else like the first book movie whatever is very foundational even though it's usually like considered the best but I really enjoyed Catching Fire because it had a nice mix of like drama and the flash yeah. and flair. And it just like looks capital. very incredible with the with the like the set for the second one. Oh yeah, for um oh my god, Quarter Quell. Yes, Quarter Quell. I forgot. Yeah, no, the set was really cool and like the in introduction of the other characters like Joanna and Finnick, and then you got more of the pita and Katniss romance and it wasn't because obviously like in the first Hunger Games it was all fake so people like me who shipped that OTP were like oh like just getting teased because she's gonna go back to Gale but then in Catching Fire you finally get like the real stuff and you're like ah oh, yes. yes and not to not to um skip over the fact that Mrs. I forget her name but Wyrus I believe was in uh, Get a Clue our first ever podcast 
Oh my gosh, yes, she was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Miss Darbus? No, not Miss Darbus. That's the high school, high school one, but she was the one that was like hooking up with the guy. Yeah, she was. And they like uh, peeped in her window and it was yep, weird. It was very <laughs> weird. But yeah, speaking of she I think she was a contestant on the first one. I don't remember how she did. Probably not well, but um yeah, let's get to let's get to the cast list. So I'm gonna share my screen with Danielle. Let's hope you can see it. I'm excited. Okay, so can you see everything, Danielle? Heck yeah. I'm excited for this. There's so I love I used to love the Scooby-Doo stuff. So yes. we're here for that. So let's start off with District One. Shout out to Andrea. Back in the summer, we talked about Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. So we got District Wu, Wendy Wu, and Shen. Oh. Yes. Okay. I mean, the movie is called Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. So there really wouldn't be a movie without her. Shen brings like the sauciness, yes. but also Brenda Song. I just watched an episode of Superstore with Brenda Song last night. Oh, my um, really? Ah, oh, I my love for her has been rekindled because I watched Dollface on Hulu a, a few weeks ago. If you've seen that, she's in that show. It's really good. Y'all should watch it. An icon. And uh, shout out to Shinko Yamada, the only person on this list to ever like a tweet that I made because when we did this podcast, I said something we stand shin koyamata in the tweet about it and he liked it oh my god really oh wait i think i remember that because then i think you like had a freak out tweet or you texted us i texted you yeah for sure yeah i remember you saying something it's it's really exciting when someone involved with something you're critiquing like looks at it like yeah. the other for my podcast we did dumpling which is by the author julie murphy and we tagged her in our instagram story and she watched our instagram story the other week and i was like whoa so then we dm'd her she has yet to answer yes really yeah he i i don't think i even tagged him i just said we stand shinko yamada and then he probably like has notifications for his name or something who knows mm. but we love him um, um we, but yeah i think i'm gonna go wendy yeah well i they can they can both excel we don't we'll see uh we'll do winner picks at the end once we get through the whole cast um, oh okay so we're just chatting now yeah we're just going through the cast um and so in District 2, uh, earlier this year, I released a throwback pod for the first attempt of podcasting. We did an origin story series. And the first one, we had talked about the Lizzie McGuire movie with Anjali. Um, so here we got District 2 has Lizzie and Gordo. So what are your thoughts on these two? Okay, so not going to lie. I like got into to Disney Channel like right at the beginning of the Hannah Montana Wizards Waverly Place era tail end of Lizzie McGuire that's so Raven same so my investment in these two as not is not as high but I was a fan of the Lizzie McGuire movie I did acquire it on VHS and I did own the CD at one point um but again I feel like I feel similarly like there would be nothing without Lizzie I'm sad that this reboot's not happening yeah, but, uh, honestly, they just wanted Lizzie to fuck, and Lizzie wanted to fuck, and then Disney was like, nah, and then they moved it to Hulu, and then for whatever reason, creative differences. I'm mad. I. She deserves better. I was ready for her brother to have the porn stash. Oh my god, what? A porn not, stash? Did you not see the the that he had like the Freddie Mercury mustache no. uh, in the family reunion photo? Oh, I saw that photo. I'll need to look back at it. But Gordo's yeah. a sweetie back on. Not um, Gordo, her brother. It was her brother. Uh, oh, Matt. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just getting back on topic. To oh, yeah, yeah. Gordo, so, his creds were their due. Yeah. Um, and I kind of, 
he was always quietly yearning for Lizzie. Then I feel yeah. for him because we've all been there. And so. they made out in Lizzie McGuire the movie. So he got he got there eventually. Um, not gonna lie, I'm worried for Gordo here in the Hunger Games. Like he he's a very shy. I don't think he has the aggression to like make a kill if necessary. I think he could be like an early sacrifice. I think he's very much like the PETA of this. I think he laid all on the line for Lizzie. Well, let's see what happens. Uh, and District 3, we go to Halloween Town 2 Calabar's Revenge, which we did for Halloween with the great Kate Evans, a queen, and Marnie, Aggie, Calabar, and uh, Benny, the skeleton driver, were in the first season. Benny actually won the first season. Um, but So we had to bring in some new blood. We got Sophie Piper and Cal. So what are your thoughts on these two, Danielle? I you're gonna hate me um but i don't i've always seen this movie probably once so i honestly don't remember much about these guys i was much there's the third one right mm -hmm. i think that's the one Halloween Town high yeah that's yep. the one i've seen like the most because that was more i feel like my era when i went into disney channel stuff yeah um that was also like they aired that a ton after high school musical once uh lucas Gorbeel, uh Bill was more famous right he was in that. Oh, yeah, he was in that. Did this yeah. guy Cal date Marnie? Yeah, so in real life, they're dating. And uh, I don't know if they're engaged at this point, but... Wait, they... in real life? Yeah. The Kimberly Brown girl is dating this guy? Yeah, in real life. Uh-huh, that's nice. Yeah, it's so cute. Uh, but, like, he definitely... They had a crush, and then he was the bad guy, so... Um, yeah, so... I think Cal will play dirty in the Hunger Games. Sophie, I hope she does well. She has magic, so let's see. But uh, maybe they'll see her as an early sacrifice. Maybe she could be like somebody's Rue. Oh, yeah. And be brought under a wing. But I could see that. Yeah, let's go to districts four, five, and six. Obviously, if you're a fan of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast, you know that right now we're doing Scooby Snacks and Chat. So we got the entire gang here. Scooby-Doo and Shaggy are in District 4. Velma and Daphne in District 5. And Fred and Scrappy in District 6. Now, thoughts on Scooby-Doo as a whole, the six of us that are here in these districts. Who do you think is going to succeed? Who do you think might not do well? And like, what, what's your overall thoughts on Scooby-Doo? Scooby-Doo definitely grew up watching ingrained in my head is I forget I forget the name of it you definitely did it though um the one uh, where Sh Shaggy's in the red shirt so this is like 90s era oh the I ghoul believe. school yes ghoul school that one I remember watching all the time when I was little um so in that one Scrappy is a piece of poo so I'm not here for that so I don't want him to do well. He was always kind of annoying too, because in the live action movies, he sucked. Um, Fred was never the brains of this operation. So I don't have much I faith disagree, in him. But I think Fred, yeah, I think Fred is the contraption guy and helps get, like obviously Velma's the brains. We, we've been new. But I think Fred and Daphne both like serve purposes and Fred is often the contraption guy who like builds the trap to catch the bad guys. I guess. And he keeps him like focused, I feel like. Yeah. Um and then Daphne always wearing something nice. Yeah, I when I was younger, I loved Daphne. I like wanted Same. to be her. She's Oh, so not cool. that part. I just love Daphne. <laughs> I I her fashion sense, also my favorite colors are green and purple. So yeah. I was like, hey. I uh, want it to be Fred. That's who I want it to be. Or Scooby. Scooby Scooby's funny. 
Fred is suave and Scooby is funny, but it, no one ever tells me their favorite yeah. character is Shaggy. I'll tell you that much. Oh, uh, Kate loves Shaggy, or she used to. Now she's in love with Velma and Daphne, but uh, she's a big Matthew Lillard Shaggy fan. Uh, mm. But Okay, I feel like the live action ones did bring about a new fan of Shaggy fans. Yes, um, I think Scrappy-Doo is going to play dirty. Like we saw the live action one. he He's not above that, I think. I uh i think scrappy Doo could be here for the long call but uh i you know who's gonna play aggressively daphne i think daphne's not gonna take any shit from nobody i think she could do well you think uh, so how do you think velma's gonna do because i feel like she she's the expected one to do well here in my I opinion i think velma is gonna be really good at resourcing and like scavenging but i don't know if she's gonna like aggressively go after killing she's more of like a defensive player if that makes sense than an offensive i think daphne yeah. will like cut a bitch i agree i yeah. feel like when it comes down to it she'll take those heels off and yeah do it just do it yeah so district seven we got the kim possible we got the live action versions i'm sorry people but we had to because that's the one we talked about we got kim possible <laughs> and ron stoppable from the live action remake of uh kim possible from uh, the origin story series with jillian so <laughs> I did not watch the live action one because I refuse. Um, the guy who plays Ron Stoppable, though, in my house, we occasionally watch the Goldbergs. So I have a little soft spot for for him. Um, yeah. I don't know. Why did they do the live action? I was not here for it. It was um, fine. It wasn't was the it? best thing ever. Like, if you're going to watch a live action remake, watch the Aladdin remake. That I one still was to watch that, good. too. I got to get my yeah. Disney Plus back, y'all. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the general concept of Kim Possible and Ron Stoppable in general, Kim will obviously, I think, do well here. Yeah. I no think doubt. Rufus would do well, but Rufus in live action was too creepy for me to like cast. Oh, I don't know. Was he weird looking? I'm assuming he was so. a little weird looking. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like the whole um, Kim Kim Possible cast, this would be very predictable in a Hunger Games scenario. Yeah. I think Kim will do well, but. We'll see about Ron. I think Ron, like Gordo, could like go out early. Yeah. Um, moving on to District 8, we did the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour in the Origin Story series with Jillian as well um, in the Jilly Philly Power Hour days. And we're doing the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, so I decided to swap them. Timmy Turner is in the Jimmy Neutron form, and Jimmy Neutron is in the Timmy Turner form, 2D animation style, and Jim- Timmy is 3D. So, Danielle, you are a child with taste. You obviously <laughs> watched this movie. You watched yes, all three. Yes, um, I did. So what are your thoughts on these two characters and the crossover event of the century? So the, I enjoyed the crossovers. I thought they were really fun. Um, but I really think Timmy Turner was done dirty by this 3D animation style. He does not look good. Jimmy was done way better. Um, I think by... this photo of Timmy is good, but usually he does not look good. Yeah, it's just the angles and just the way he moves, like everything about it. I'm like, you're not you're not meant for this. Um I think Jimmy Neutron looks fine in this animation style. And I overall enjoyed the concept of these movies. But recently I was on Twitter and Butch Hartman was trending. Do you know this whole there's no, like a you whole gotta fill me in. Thing. He was trending because apparently like a lot of people in the past have accused him of kind of stealing the animation styles and designs of like other people and not crediting them. This has happened multiple times. So he has this YouTube channel where he draws like the Danny Phantom characters sometimes and like the 
the fairly odd parent characters and what else did you do that tough puppy show i didn't watch yeah. that that was like post my generation i feel like um but he'll like redraw them in like different animation styles and one of them like he blatantly stole from someone else and also the other t in there is that he kind of stole the Danny Phantom idea from one of the co-creators and like took it as his main idea, it seems. And you kind of see that in the way he always draws Danny Phantom and those characters because he never draws them true to the actual show animation style. So I believe this whole conspiracy theory. So Butch Hartman, I lost respect for you, which makes me not like the Jimmy Neutron animation in 2D as much because Butch Hartman is a sham. That breaks my heart. I know. But I'm still going to love these shows, but we can, like, not love a Pachartman anymore. Yeah, we yeah. comma. I mean, everybody, like, take what I just said with a grain of salt and do your own research because I was finding this all on, like, a Twitter thread a month ago after I woke up randomly in the middle of the night, I believe. So yeah. maybe my information is not 100% because I didn't do all the research. I always like to do my little disclaimer, but he seems shady AF. Yes. Uh, for me personally, I think Timmy Turner might be an early, early casualty here, but Jimmy Neutron can hang. I think he's going to build some contraptions and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I don't know he if he has feel the brains. Yeah. No, no, he has the brains. Uh, Timmy Turner only got away with all his stuff because of Wanda and Cosmo. And if yes. Wanda and Cosmo are not with him, like he's done. I know you have yet to watch WandaVision, but there's a meme that's like, uh, we already did uh, this. It was called Fairly Odd Parents and Wanda and Vision or Wanda and Cosmo. <laughs> I've seen, yeah, I've seen the memes and then it's like um, one of the screenshots from like the Fairly Odd Parents show when it's like black and white and Wanda's like, do you know that one? Yeah, yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, but let's move on. We, we're in the Ryan Merriman districts back to back so let's start off with district nine the last of our jilly philly power hour episodes uh was smart house so we got pat the ai who ran the smart house and ben cooper who was ryan merriman's character in there so uh did you ever watch smart house i'm trash i've not watched smart house but i've heard a lot about smart house i feel like like this seems like an iconic decom and i feel ashamed that i haven't watched it yeah but it's it's a good one. You should watch it when you get your Disney Plus back. Uh, I think Pat can cause chaos. Um, she she did in the movie, and I think as long as she is connected to an outlet, she could do well. But let's let's see what happens. And then we go over to District Ten. We got Ryan Merriman versus Ryan Merriman. We get Kyle Johnson from Luck of the Irish as well as Bonnie Lopez. And Russell is in District Eleven. So Russell Holloway, District Eleven. So I definitely watch this movie. Yes. Is there something with a potato chip factory in here? Yes, yes. Yes, I definitely watched this in my youth. Um, I think I thought the Kyle Johnson guy was cute. Yeah, well, it's the same actor. Um, <laughs> yeah, as uh, Ben Cooper. So I feel like he he aligns with your taste. Maybe he's, he's not an NJB, but he's definitely an NB. And he has brown hair or brunette hair. And that's <laughs> your kind of guy. I really need to change it up. This yeah. is too basic. Um, like True Jackson, change it up. Yes. Oh, yeah. Kiki Palmer. Yay. We stand. She, she's thriving too. She's making yes. that comeback and we're here for it. We love that. Um, I feel like I also, I don't really remember this Bonnie character, but I remember the Russell guy and he was pretty funny. He was like the yeah. funny friend, right? 
Yeah, well, so when so I watched this movie like a few weeks ago with Jordy, Emily, and Jason. We did a Luck of the Irish podcast for St. Patrick's Day. And when Kyle's hair changes into orange and Russell is like, oh, your parents let you dye your hair? If, my, if I did that, my dad would say, said I would look like Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I love that. And yeah. Bonnie, Bonnie was great. She was kind of like the MVP of the movie. In my, like Russell was the MVP with jokes, but Bonnie was like the MVP as like the character. Mm, was she like a voice of reason yeah she's also like the one celebrating diversity and culture and trying to get him to learn more about his past and he's like no i'm american and she's like no look within Mm. and then that's when everything started but i like her um i I feel like alexis lopez should have been in more stuff but unfortunately she was like that was like the height of her career but when was this movie from the early 2000s 2001 yeah 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 so we, we're moving to District 11 with Russell. We have Francis the Frog Lady from Star Wars, The Mandalorian, episodes, uh, season two, episodes two and three. This is a highly debated part of the Star Wars bracket podcast that I did with Jacob. Uh, should Francis the Frog Lady be in our top critters bracket? Um, and I fought hard for my queen. Jacob was anti-Francis. So I was like, let's let's burn put more salt in his wound and put Francis the frog lady in the hunger games. And listen, Francis is my winner pick straight up. It's a complete heart pick. Like if I was thinking logically, I don't know if I'd pick Francis, but I want Francis to win. So what are your thoughts on Francis? I don't believe you're a Mandalorian watcher. No. And all the star Wars fans are going to come after me um, because I've only seen like one and a half star Wars movies, but I mean, you stand Francis the frog lady so hard and you have great taste uh, that we're always here for and Doesn't she I also, look like an icon like look at this outfit i was gonna say i i like the vibe i'm getting here and i just like the pose you picked too like she looks totally outraged um, oh no she's so happy she's reunited with her husband oh well i got outraged from this hand gesture but i also uh-huh. could see happy but now that you gave me the background of this reuniting story i also love that because i love a good reunion romance and this yes. outfit is quarantine athleisure that i i want it looks very cozy well do you want the francis backstory so francis needed to get back to her husband and with her eggs and so mandalorian and baby yoda took her and then baby yoda kind of ate her eggs a few times like like he would steal he would put his hand in the jar of the eggs and eat a few of them so that was when baby yoda lost some fans but then they got in a mess because Mandalorian was like, no, Baby Yoda, no. And then Baby Yoda was like, okay, I'm going to go eat these spider eggs. And then spiders attacked them. And then Francis reunited with her husband because they got off that planet. So. This sounds pretty wild. I didn't know Baby Yoda did such savagery. Baby Yoda is an icon. We love Grogu in this house. But yeah, Francis the Frog Lady is here. And then lastly, on District 12, we went back to Scooby-Doo. This was probably our most popular episode to rewatch, a popular movie to rewatch. Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. We got Simone Lenoir and Lena Dupree, um, the cat ladies from Zombie Island. Um, so, Danielle, you watch Zombie Island? Maybe. Did Maybe. I? Maybe. I don't know. Back in the day, I'm so awful. It's all good. But how do you think <laughs> these two are doing, are going to do? I, I mean, Simone looks kind of scary. Um, but Lena looks nice. I mean, they both look like stylish. They're ladies. both evil in the end of the movie. Just spoiler alert. Oh, well, 
I mean, can you give me backstory on uh, exactly their whole plot? How- so the Scooby gang, so Daphne was a producer of a TV show and went to go do some more ghost stories. And they were looking for, they were in New Orleans uh, eating, some, eating some like uh, po' boys and stuff like that. And yep. Lena overheard them as she was getting groceries. She is um, Simone's like a personal assistant. assistant. Person? Yeah. And like chef and stuff like that. So uh, they overheard, they were looking for some new ghost haunted house. And Lena was like, oh, we have a haunted house. We live in one, so you can come to the mansion. And basically the zombies were trying to get the Scooby gang to leave the mansion when they showed up because Simone and Lena, they lure people in and Jacques, who's not on this. They lure people in and uh, turn them into zombies to uh, as part of their rituals for the cat gods protected them so that's a that's the short version so i feel like these ladies definitely have um the to really uh knock it out of the park here um but then again it sounds like a tag team situation that they were working together so i don't know how they'll work work individually i'm because lena like lured them in and whatever but i'm assuming simone was kind of just like there and the boss lady so when she gets her feet on the ground, I don't know how she's going to do fending for herself. I'm prepared for the Simone and Scooby rivalry because Simone did not like Scooby. She was not here for his bullshit because he kept chasing her cats and she was upset. Mm-hmm. And she banished Scooby to the kitchen at one point, but let her cats eat in the living room. And I remember Jess Sterling specifically was very upset when she was on mm-hmm. that podcast. But yeah, so that's our cast, everyone. Danielle, who's your winner pick? <clears throat> and who's your heart pick? Okay, I think my winner pick, I still have it here for Wendy. Okay. Wendy Wu. I love that movie. I'm here. Brenda Song, I said, she's going to bring it. Um, My heart pick, though, like I said, I'm here for Daphne. I loved her when I was little. I had like a little backpack with her on it. I just always was a stan. The fashion sense impeccable. And I think she's the underdog of the whole crew. See, actually, that's funny because Daphne is my head pick. I just like something just looking at her photo is speaking to me. I'm like, Daphne's going to win this ish. But so that's so funny that you think she's not going to do well, but she's your heart pick. But if we if Daphne wins, it's a win for both of us. Um, My heart pick is France. Hello, Felipe from the post-production suite. Again, I hate trying to steal Allie Lasher's thing, but this is Felipe from the editing room. Um, But um just wanted to give a little content warning uh we do discuss uh suicide and uh murder in the hunger games now that we're starting the season so if you need to skip the rest of the podcast specifically around the 35 to 40 minute mark there is um some discussion on suicide but uh yeah if you need to take a step back totally understandable and if regardless i hope you enjoy the rest of the show this by far and away, Francis. So are we ready to get started, Danielle? Let's go. This will probably move faster than the, the cast breakdown. But so let's start. Proceed. Um, as the tributes stand on their podiums, the horn sounds. Lizzie rips a mace out of Daphne's hands. Ooh. Kyle scares Ben away from the cornucopia. This Ryan Merriman on Ryan Merriman action right here. <laughs> um, Scrappy runs away from the cornucopia. Velma, does. Yeah, Scrappy. He's like, puppy power, get me out of here. Yeah, literally. Uh, Velma, 
What? No fight. He's yes. all talk. No fight. Very much so. Velma, Lena, Gordo, and Francis share everything they gathered before running. Simone runs away, as does Sophie. Scoopy's, Scooby snatches a pair of size. I think that's a weapon. Timmy runs, as does Russell. Kim, got a lot of running away. Yeah, these people are hiding. They're, they're saving their lives. Kim, possible, grabs a backpack and retreats. Cal finds a bag of it, full of explosives. Wendy, Wendy Wu grabs a shovel. Fred runs. Ron takes a handful of knives. Uh, Shaggy runs away. Jimmy gathers as much food as he can. Shen runs away. Oh, no. Our first casualty, Pat kills bonnie for her supplies oh man poor bonnie literally almost made her my winner pick i'm glad i did not but um bonnie gone too soon already what a queen thank you for your time here playing the brazilian dragon games and pat is already here to play i am shocked ron grabbed knives yeah unstoppable that was a gutsy move considering he's very klutzy we'll see what happens we'll see maybe he'll like fall into the knives <laughs> yeah so anyways uh we continue after the bloodbath it's day one ben makes a slingshot lizzie hunts for other tributes shen also makes a slingshot kyle uh kyle tends to jimmy's wounds that's so kind Aww. um a little alliance here scooby scares kim off maybe kim has a fear of dogs um sophie camouflages herself in the bushes oh my god the rue the rue thing is checking out right now yeah so sophie is on rue watch um russell begs for cal to kill him cal refuses keeping russell alive that that's intense uh, if i swear if luck of the irish was almost wiped out in the first two kills that would have been wild but cal refuses maybe it's a long plan for cal cal has something devious i think uh yeah that yeah he grabbed the explosives that's a bold move that was his yeah. first move yep he he's planning something gordo begs for daphne to kill him she refuses keeping gordo alive these people with their hearts i was gonna say this is very aggressive yes uh lena receives clean water from an unknown sponsor probably Jacques. uh fred receives a hatchet from an unknown sponsor uh probably i can't think of anyone probably one of the people he saved oh you know his mexican pen pal um not on hill what's his name it's gonna bother me if i don't look it up i'm gonna look it up sorry no uh, you're good scooby do mexico monster mexico sorry everyone this was bothering me i literally just did a podcast on this movie um alejo it's his Mex- it's his mexican pen pal alejo um Shaggy searches for a water source. Pat chases Velma. Pat is here to play, y'all. Maybe Pat should have been my winner pick. Um, Scrappy, Ron, Timmy, Simone, and Simone raid Wendy Wu uh, in her camp while she is hunting. That is so evil. Francis collects fruits from a tree. Listen, Aww. she needs to be fed. This so is a wholesome. Fr- Francis is wholesome. We love her. Uh, fallen comrades uh fallen tributes bonnie districts 10 is our only death so far and killed by pat so let's move on to day two or night one sorry pat sees a fire but stays hidden lena gordo and kim successfully kill ambush and kill timmy sophie and simone oh my gosh rue watches over that Uh didn't last long wow not francis not being able to handle the circumstances and committing suicide 
this is so upsetting. I have no words. Francis. I mean, honestly, she was wholesome. She didn't want any of these other people to die. I That's- was going to say, this is part of the wholesome character that has been relayed to me about Francis. Francis is a queen. And honestly, she did what she had to do. And we, we love her thinking about the others here in this. The Hunger Games is so messed up. Let's just talk about that as a concept. It's so messed up. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially for a young adult novel, it's uh, a lot to handle. Very much so. Um, Scooby Scooby defeats Daphne in a fight, but spares her life. She probably offered him a Scooby snack or two to save her. Probably. Yeah. They have a nice relationship. Yes. Um, Velma thinks about home. Wendy Wu screams for help. Fred stays awake all night. Scrappy defeats Jimmy in a fight, but spares his life. All the staring going on. I guess the three deaths in the beginning, they couldn't do it. Yeah, Scooby and Scrappy, it's some some like do family thing that they they sparing lives. Ron, Shaggy, Lizzie, and Russell tell each other ghost stories to lighten the moon. I don't know about you, but ghost stories would not help me on the Hunger Games. Wouldn't help me on the Hunger Games, and I feel like ghost stories never lighten a mood. That makes yeah. it more ominous. Thank you, thank you. With the facts, Cal and Ben run into each other and decide to choose for the night. Shen silently snaps Kyle's neck. That. That was some boss energy right there. Dang. Shen's a sleeper. I think Shen could win this. I agree. I mean, silently snapping necks. He's coming for it. He is. Jimmy runs away from Gordo. Cal practices his archery. And Daphne, my winner pick, dies from thirst. Robbed queen. So I guess Francis is gone, who was my heart pick. Daphne's gone. Who was your winner pick again? Wendy. Wendy. Wendy's, Wendy's, Wendy's still own. here. But I mean, they raided her camp and like she's she's not. She, she's she not can really, come back. She's Wendy she's Wu homecoming warrior. She can come yeah. back from this. Yeah. Um, Fred picks flowers. Poor Daphne. Yes. He's upset. Shaggy questions his sanity. And honestly, don't we all? Um, Wendy Wu diverts Kim's attention and runs away. Scrappy overhears Ben and Scooby talking in the distance. Velma tries to spearfish with a trident. Ron receives, yes, Velma's resourceful, a queen. Ron receives fresh food from an unknown sponsor. Shen picks flowers as well. Pat questions her sanity, which makes a lot of sense for Pat as well because she's an AI. Um, My dog's in here if we hear slight barking. I don't know what he's doing. He's here rooting on Scrappy and Scooby. Yeah. Lena, Lena thinks about home. Russell collects fruit from a tree, and Lizzie goes hunting. Let's move over to Fallen Tributes for uh, the second round of play. Timmy from District 8, Sophie from District 3, Simone from District 12, Francis from District 11, Kai from District 10, and Daphne from District 5. Mm. I'm still Russell- in here. Wendy's yes. still here. And Francis holding it, uh, no longer representing Star Wars, and Luck of the Irish down to one representative as well, I believe. So, um yeah, so Ron defeats Kim in a fight but spares her life. Oh. Yeah. It's, that it's, makes it's, sense. It's his love for her. Mm. Uh, Scrappy and Cal huddle for more. Those two fuckers would team up. They're both sketchy as hell. Yeah, and undercover cowards, I feel. I have, I have a high disdain for Scrappy, too. You you and Kate both. Um, Fred, Wendy Wu, and Shaggy sleeps in shifts. That's a little alliance there. Lizzie McGuire thinks about home. Velma convinces Lena to snuggle with her. Ooh, 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 Velma putting the moves. Like, in, in our head, Velma is a queer woman. And Kate, I think Kate would ship Velma and Lena. Um, it's saucy. I like saucy, it. Saucy, very saucy. 
Scooby thinks about winning. We love that determination. Pat, Russell, Shannon, Jimmy. More ghost stories. Not this. This is not lightening the mood. That's scary. It is scary. I think it's a distraction method. Yeah. Um, Gordo tends to Ben's wounds. So we move on. Cal receives clean water from an unknown sponsor. Probably his uncle Cal or his father Calabar. Not his uncle. Um, Russell preaches his archery. Lizzie travels to higher ground. Scooby receives an explosive from an unknown sponsor. Probably, hmm, probably, probably, uh, no, Shaggy's still here. Oh, probably the ghoul school sent him. Um, Mm. Yeah. Ron throws a knife into Jimmy's chest. Oh, no. Poor Jimmy Neutron. Uh, I think that's the end of our Jimmy Timmy Power Hour representation as well. Um, Ben sees smoke rising in the distance, but decides not to investigate. Lena dies from an... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I said I feel like that's a bad move, but whatever. Yeah. Lena dies from infection. Um, Yeah. Probably not enough cat gods to help her. Um, Gordo defeats Fred in a fight, but spares his life. Okay, people, you you gotta start playing more aggressively. This is the Hunger Games. I was gonna say, there's a lot of sparing going on. Yeah. They have to die at some point. Right? Uh, Wendy Wu diverts Shaggy's attention and runs away. Shen, Velma, and Scrappy hunt for other tributes. Pat stalks Kim. Oh, I'm worried for Kim here. Pat Pat is a sneaky, sneaky robot. She would kill her. Um, This is random, but not random. Is the girl who played Kim possible in the live action and anything else? Sadie something. Uh, she sang the theme song, and it was not a bad remake of the theme song. She's probably like gonna be in other stuff. Mm. I feel like she's like a Disney Channel star of these yeah. days. Who knows? Um, but yeah. So two cannon shots can be heard in the distance. Jimmy Neutron and Lena Dupree. Okay, so Kim destroys Ben's supplies while he is asleep during night three. Shaggy goes to sleep. Fred and Russell sleep in shifts. Ron goes to sleep. Cal's unable to start a fire and sleeps without warmth. Aren't you magical? You're a warlock, Cal. What the hell? <laughs> Pat quietly hums. That sounds very bad. She's like, hush, little baby, don't you cry. That's that's the song she's saying a lot. Um, more ghost stories from Lizzie, Wendy Wu, Gordo, and Scrappy. These mm-hmm. motherfuckers. Scooby is unable to start a fire and sleeps without warmth. What, what do you expect? Scooby is a dog. He can't use a flint. Like... I don't know. But I feel like his fur coat would have kept him warm. Thank you. Yes. Dogs are very resourceful. I'm surprised he didn't find some other mode of protection, warmth, something, anything. He can do this. I believe in him. Shen tries to treat his infection. Oh, no. Velma tends to her wounds. Let's see what happens during the day. Cal picks flowers. Ron goes hunting. Scrappy begs for Wendy Wu to kill him. She refuses, keeping Scrappy alive. This must upset you as a Wendy Wu fan and as a Scrappy hater. The chance was there. If it Scrappy there. wins, you're going to yell at Wendy for the rest of your life. I will. Because uh, Scrappy needs to like get it together. He does not re- deserve... Isn't like the third time that he asked someone to die? In this in this uh, simulation? Yeah. It's at least the second. So. Is it? I want to say it is, but maybe uh, I'm wrong. Um, he doesn't deserve yeah. to be here. He's like puppy powering his way through this game. Um, but Lizzie hunts for other tributes. Shaggy poisons Gordo's drink. He drinks it and dies. 
Gordo is gone. I told you he was going to be an early casualty. <sighs> I mean, yeah. he made it kind of halfway through. Yeah, he did. He did. He survived four days. Fred tracks down and kills Russell, ending our luck of the Irish uh, representation as well. Mm. Russell, thank you for playing. You're an icon. Um, Pat receives clean water from a nominal sponsor. She probably doesn't even need it, but it's uh, Sarah, her designer, uh, because she, uh, once again, is a robot. Uh, Velma questions her sanity, and me and you all the time, Velma. We're always doing this. <laughs> Scooby constructs a shack. Ben scares Shen off. The mystery gang is really representing yeah. here. Besides Daphne, unfortunately. Like, we picked every single person. We could have picked anyone else except for Daphne, but then we picked Daphne. The world's against us. It's fine. Yes. Uh, ben scares Shen off, and Kim discovers a cave. Fallen tributes for Gordo and Russell. Let's just take a quick look at everyone who's left. We got Wendy and Shen. Shen with one kill. We got Lizzie from District 2. We got Cal from District 3. We got Scooby and Shaggy from District 4. Shaggy with one kill. We got Velma from 5. Fred and Scrappy from 6 with Fred with one kill. District 7. Ooh, Kim Possible with three kills and Ron with one kill. They're like front runners right now. I don't know how Ron's doing it, to be honest. I'm I'm shocked. You are shocked. We all are shocked. I said he was going to be an early out, basically. Yeah. Um, and then District 9, we have Pat with one kill and Ben. We have lost every single person from District 8, 10, 11, and 12. And we have only one from District 2, 3, and 5 remaining. So it's like a front-loaded... Like, all the districts are trying to keep each other alive. Like, keep their friends. And I think I think... It's looking good for the Scooby gang. And honestly, Kim and Pat are like people who I would probably look at right now. Mm. Um, and Shen as well. Shen has one kill besides the um, this, the mystery gang. So let's go back to Fallen Tributes. Ben just defeats Shaggy in a fight, but spares his life. Again, these people, you got to start playing aggressively. There's not a lot of people left. Scrappy, Scooby, and Fred cheerfully sing songs together. See? Obviously an alliance. That's a way to lighten the mood, though. Yes. Better than the ghost stories. That's What's, what they should be doing. What would you be singing? You wouldn't be singing, are you, are you coming to the tree? That's not the song that you sang during the Hunger Games, but because that's too depressing. But what would you sing? What, what song would we lighten the mood with, Danielle? Oh, man. I don't know. What would you want to sing? I feel like a show tune would be the way to go. Because those are the funnest ones to sing. Come on and he's on down. He's on down, down the road. I feel like you, I was expecting you to say Love Story by Taylor Swift, but. Oh, ooh, okay. Yes. Also, shout out Taylor Swift releasing all these songs from the vault and like re-recording. I'm reliving my 2008 middle school quote glory unquote. Uh, I'm waiting for the love of my life to show up during this era because he never showed up during middle school. So yes, well maybe you can get married to whoever wins this game. Maybe. That's that can be your, your the prize. They will come sing love story to you. And I'm rooting for Shen at this point to be that because I think Shen is a wholesome man. Shen, I think, and he's a zaddy. He's a zaddy, and he seems like a nice, respectable guy. If Scrappy Doo wins, I'm hanging up on you immediately. I don't now want. Kinda, now I'm kind of rooting for Scrappy as well, but <laughs> no. Um, Shen receives a hatchet from an unknown sponsor. Lizzie cooks her food before putting her fire out. Velma, Wendy Wu, and Kim successfully ambush and kill Pat, Cat, no, Cal, Pat, and Ron. Wow. So Kim murders Ron here. 
and takes out another front runner in Pat and another sneaky guy in Cal. So like, look at these three. This is what we call girl power. It is girl power. And you want to know what? I feel like the three people they killed were the, some of the biggest threats. And somehow Ron was, was one of the of biggest threats. Yeah. He somehow was. I feel like him and Kim were really playing it up and playing up this fake alliance. And then she backstabbed him, literally. Kim Kim has four kills now. Or unless this counts as three different kills, then she has six. So that is that is impressive. Let's see what happens uh, in the next day. Uh, Velma searches for a water source. Ben makes a wooden spear. Kim hunts for other tributes. Shaggy constructs a shack. Scrappy sees smoke rising in the distance, but decides not to investigate. Wendy Wu tries to sleep through the entire day. Honestly, you need your rest. You killed three people. Beauty sleep. Shen spears Lizzie in the abdomen, killing Lizzie McGuire, ending District 2's chances at the win, and ending Lizzie McGuire's reign here. Fred discovers a river. Scooby thinks about home. Don't we all, Scooby? Hmm. So let's look. Cal, Pat, Ron, and Lizzie are four cannon shots. And let's, I just want to see what they count the kills as, and then we'll go right back. Yeah, Kim has six kills. So they counted that as three separate kills because Wendy also has three and Velma has three now. So, uh, yeah, it's literally the five Scooby Gang members, the Wendy Wu two, Kim Possible, and Ben. That's our final one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Final nine. I we haven't seen Ben in a while. Yeah, Ben's like lurking. Um he's probably hiding in the woods. Um Scrappy stays awake all night, as does Shen. Shaggy goes to sleep. Velma and Wendy Wu sleep in shifts. That's a power alliance right there. Velma and Wendy Wu. They killed everyone together with Kim, and now they're huddling each other. Ben and Fred tell stories about themselves to each other. What do you think they're talking about as like cis white straight men? how to screw everyone over probably patriarchy um i don't think they're talking about how to screw everyone over i think they're probably talking about how to screw certain people that's probably what they're talking about probably that too not surprised scooby cries himself to sleep scooby that's me every night so i really i i'm here for the scooby arc like scooby is very like to himself in his feelings he is feeling the pressure of the hunger games and letting himself process these emotions like we, we stand we, we yeah we love someone that healthily expresses themselves we love that and then kim receives fresh food from an unknown sponsor probably um Jim, uh, what are her brother's names not timmy and jimmy are they timmy and jimmy that might be their name i was gonna say them or maybe wade wade yep no you're right it's wade and rufus who send it to her um i'm this is gonna bother me kim possible brother names i swear if they're jimmy and timmy as well jim and tim mm. maybe we'll chart and soul from them too <laughs> um so next up the cornucopia we're going to the feast the cornucopia is replenished with food supplies weapons and memoirs from their tribute families ben decides not to go to the feast Scooby severely injures Fred and leaves him to die. Scooby coming out, like, he abandons his alliance. He's like, maybe that's why he was crying. He's like, I need to do this, but I need to win. Claws out. Literally. Speaking, literally. Speaking of turning on your allies, Wendy Wu kills Shen as he tries to run. I'm telling you, Wendy, we're here. 
I Wendy knew it. is here. She she's not she's here to play. Velma sets an explosive off, killing Kim Possible and Scrappy. Da- Danielle, let's let's just talk. Interview microphone to you. Scrappy has now died. How do you feel? He got what was coming to him. He's slimy. He's always been slimy. He should not be affiliated with the mystery gang. He needs to go away. Spooky yeah. Island. The when I saw live action ones for the first time, I knew his animation was also awful. Look, my dog is barking. He's so mad. He We're does not bad. like Scrappy. So now you don't have to marry Scrappy at least. But would you marry Scooby? Um, sure. But I also think bestiality is probably illegal. And um, yeah, well, I, uh, you can you can adopt Scooby as a pet if he wins instead yeah, of marrying. Yeah, he has him. a good heart. He's a good yes. boy. Yeah, so we just lost two mystery gang people. Let's see what happens with Shaggy. Shaggy decides not to go to the feast. So we got some some betrayals here. I think that leaves us with our one, two, three, four, five. Our final five has been decided. Um, yeah. Sorry, I don't know what he's, he does this sometimes. It's he was okay. so quiet. I feel bad. Now it's because just... Scrappy got killed and he's upset. His dog brother and my dog would never be related to Scrappy, do he's trash. Yes. But Shaggy discovers a cave, Ben constructs a shack, Scooby hunts for other tributes, Velma travels to higher ground, and Wendy Wu searches for fireword. That is our final five people. Shaggy, Ben, Scooby, Velma, and Wendy Wu. 60% chance for a mystery gang win. I was going to say, the mystery gang's really representing here. Yeah, we just picked the wrong one, Daniel. So we got four cannon shots for Fred, for Shen, for Kim, and for Scrappy. District 4 has both Scooby and Shaggy. Ben is the sole representative for District 9. District 5 has Velma with five kills. And then District 1 has Wendy Wu with four kills. Scooby and Shaggy both have one kill apiece. Ben is just surviving. Um, He's a lurker. He is lurking. Wendy Wu receives clean water from an unknown sponsor, probably her brother. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Ben shoots an arrow into Scooby's head. Finally, Ben decides to wake up. Maybe that was his strategy all along, but Scooby is now out. I'm so upset. Fifth place robbed God. Um, And then Shaggy stabs Velma with a tree branch. branch. These, like, skinny white men just decided to wake up and start playing and take the credit for all these other people who succeeded. Like, Scooby and Velma, they, they, and Wendy, they succeeded. They worked. Are we they surprised? Worked. Are we surprised here? You're going to get me going on okay, this so lovely Sunday. I'm okay. rooting for Wendy. As much as I would love to see a Scooby person win, uh, my rankings are Wendy, Shaggy, then Ben. I don't know about you for who I, I most cho- want to see. Wendy. I picked Wendy, Wendy from day yes. one. The first thing I said was Wendy. Wendy's going to win. Yes. let's. We're rooting for Wendy. Come on, Wendy. Wendy Wu scares Shaggy off and Ben dies from hunger. So we have our final two, Wendy Wu and Shaggy. You know what's disrespectful? Ben was about to die from hunger and he still had to kill Scooby. I know. Scooby should have gotten away with it. (laughs) Yes. So three cannon shots can be heard in the distance. Scooby, Velma, and Ben. Let's just look at our final two. We got Wendy Wu, District 1. Four kills. (laughs) It's all good. I'll, I'll, I'll vamp here. Wendy Wu, four kills. She... Got three with Velma and Kim, and then got her own later on when she turned on Shen. And then we got Shaggy, two kills, just killed his friend Velma. And I forget who he killed earlier, but we got a District 1 matchup versus District 4 matchup. Wendy Wu versus Shaggy Rogers. Danielle, we're rooting for Wendy Wu. Here we go. Let's see what happens. 
I'll accept nothing else. Shaggy stabs Winnie Wu while her back is turned. Shaggy is the winner of the Hunger Games. The epitome. This white man stabbing this woman in the back. Not After here she for- did all the work. She literally did all the work. This woman had one of the most kills. She trained for it. Well, she didn't specifically train for this, but she was trained. Yes. Shaggy just showed up. He was probably eating food. It's his high metabolism. I'm surprised he didn't die of hungry. But yeah, so Shaggy is our winner. He snuck up at the end, killing both Velma and Wendy, who were dominating. They said girl power, and Shaggy was like, no, let's give this back to the patriarchy. Ugh. Um, so Shaggy is our third winner, joining Benny the Skeleton Driver, and ugh, Cowboy from Big Brother Five was also a big uh, a winner. So we don't we need we need some more women and some more people of color winning these games. But hopefully, season four brings us a different story. Let's look at the summary. Oh, the summary is just everything here, and then statistics. So kills Kim Possible with the most kills. Um, Velma with the second most and Wendy with the third. Lena, who went out very early compared to many of these, in 16th place had three kills. Gordo had three kills and he went out in 15th place. And then Shaggy had three. He's our winner. Shen had two. Uh, he got eighth place. Scooby got one. He was our fifth place robbed icon. Ron Stoppable had one. And he was our 11th placer. Fred got one. He was our ninth placer. Pat got one very early. She killed Bonnie and we thought she was going to do well, but nope. She kind of fizzled out after that. She got 12th. And then Ben rudely killed Scooby at the final five. He got third place. And then our district placements in order. I'm not going to say first to 12th. We're going top to bottom. Fourth place with Shaggy one. One was second place. Nine, five, six, seven, two, three, eleven, twelve, eight, and ten were our district placements. Honestly, looking at all how high the like it's the privilege from the first few districts, right? They're they're the they're the ones with the most skills. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but the mystery gang really brought it. But they also have such a diverse set of skills, like. So I'm not surprised they all lasted so long. Yeah, besides Daphne, who got 18th, everyone else in the Mystery Gang made it to the top nine. Fred, Scrappy, Scooby, Velma, and Shaggy. Um, that that was, they they served this season. And that is a wrap on season three of the Brazilian Dragon Games. Danielle, do you have any final thoughts on this experiment? It all checks out. I'm sad for Wendy, but I do, I do think the privilege is that... Um, the Wendy Wu team had. I mean, they lasted a while. Like I said, the mystery gang. I'm surprised about this Pat character because whenever I hear about the DCOM movies and like Smart House, she sounds like she was really bringing it. She was she wild. Was. So I think I'm, it was the lack of an outlet or electricity near her. That's what, yeah. She was yeah. running on battery. The luck of the Irish crowd I'm sad about. Um, but I did not have the luck of the Irish today. No, but um, I mean, so- I guess Sh- Shaggy's fine. Yeah, he's not the worst winner, but he's not the best. Yeah, I think Benny Benny's your best winner so far. Yes, absolutely. Cowboy was the worst. Um, I think Tyler was robbed on that season. Uh, very upsetting. Um, but yeah. So Danielle, before we go, episode fifty is going to be a Zillennial themes on bracket. What are you can go up to top four, but just if you want to just say your winner, that's cool too. What do you think is going to win? Okay, I totally forgot to fill out the whole bracket, but 
and I didn't submit because I'm awful. No, it's all I'm good. Kidding. I'll send you the bracket after after the podcast if you want yes. to pull out your bracket. But what song do you think is going to win? You probably know what I'm going to say. The Danny Phantom theme song <laughs> should win. I mean, Victorious is also fun, though, honestly. Yeah. I, I find um, the Nickelodeon shows are superior, honestly, with theme songs. So really rooting for any of those. For those that are unaware, Danielle's sexual awakening was Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom, Leonardo DiCaprio, circa 1997. Um, that's about it. Yes. <laughs> um, so Danny Phantom and Victorious are your two front runners. Uh, yeah. And yeah, we'll see you in episode 50, which drops on Thursday. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear who wins. If it's not Danny Phantom, you're going to get an angry DM or text message from me. So y'all better have voted the right way. That's yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see how that turns out. We'll find out when we record that. Um, Danielle, any final thoughts and plugs? Um, thoughts? This was fun. Uh, and I'm happy I got to be here. And if y'all like books and hearing uh, awkward, embarrassing, uh, almost situationship weird stories um, and want to know more about me or my friend Izzy, check out Are You There, Love? It's us, Danny and Izzy. We stream on, we do Anchor. So we're everywhere. <laughs> yes. We also do Anchor here at the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. Um, and then do you want people to follow you on Twitter or no? Or any social media for Are You There, Love? Um, so we don't have a Twitter at the moment. We're debating it. I think we're going to end up getting one and we're probably going to go on TikTok. But right now we're only on Instagram. So follow us. It's just Danny, D-A-N-I and A-N-D, Izzy, I-Z-Z-I-E. Um, and then our email is also Danny and Izzy at gmail.com. Love that. And then do you want people to follow you personally or no? You're on oh, private, so probably not. I don't know if you um, want to. I mean, uh, if you want to follow me, you can. Felipe's friends are my friends too. D underscore was W-A-S-S one seven. That's my handle on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, an icon. Um, you can follow more Brazilian Dragon content at Brazil Dragon Pod on Twitter and on instagram and then also what you doing pod we released a three-hour podcast talking about two not so great episodes of phineas and fur they were solid um but we spent three hours just chatting there on what you doing uh with myself navi and will danielle you have to come on the what you doing pod at some point to talk about phineas and ferb i'm here for it i loved phineas and ferb back in the day those songs catchy. a plus plus um but yeah so we're gonna be talking about i forget what episode but mjc is gonna be oh Journey to the Center of Candace and whatever the other one was. But um, it wasn't even good enough to be remembered. I don't remember the titles. It's so hard. But uh, MJC will be joining us this week um, on the Brazilian Dragon podcast. Besides this episode uh, is episode 49. It's going to be dropping on Monday. On Thursday, we will drop episode 50 of the Brazilian Dragon podcast. Claps for us. Yay! And then next Monday, we plan to drop Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed with myself and Jacob and the What You Doing gang, Navi and Will will be joining us to talk about Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Danielle, you also got to get in on the Scooby-Doo action. Come watch a movie and talk about it with us. Heck yeah. I love the second movie. I own the first movie on VHS too. I bought it from Blockbuster. We love that. We <laughs> love it my, so much. Aged myself how many years by saying that sentence? <laughs> I mean, we're all old is that is what we established. Um, but yeah, uh, Danielle, quickly, do you have anything pop culture that you want to plug? pop culture what do you mean like something you're watching these days or reading that you think everyone should check out if they have the time 
Oh yes. Um. Well, I've been binge watching Dawson's Creek. I think I told. Oh, you, you need that. to you need to listen to the shit '90s show podcast. They're doing a Dawson's Creek rewatch, and they all we also just did an episode that I was on yesterday. Uh, a Full House Disney World episode. I was on their podcast. Yes. Okay, I've definitely seen the Full House one, but this is my first time like watching Dawson's Creek. Um, it's like Gilmore Girls witty, but like saucy, and I'm yeah. finally getting to um the Joey Potter Pacey relationship plot line. Sorry, okay. spoiler alert. So uh, I'm happy that they're together because I ship Joey and Pacey more than I ship Joey and Dawson. Um, what else I watch? Okay, Julie and the Phantoms on Netflix. I already plugged this to Felipe. Kenny Ortega's involved. There's only one season. The songs slap so hard. They've been on my on repeat on Spotify for probably like three months now. It's so wholesome. It'll make you feel good. One of the guys is hot. And um, just one. I mean, they're all pretty cute. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, I can't even begin to explain. If you like show tunes, you like wholesome content, but you also like pop bangers. Watch it. Okay. Yes. Um. Just just another plug for shit nineties podcast. They're doing spoiler free Dawson's Creek content. So if you ever want to pop on and shout out my girl Navi is going to be on the podcast with them this week. Um. But yeah, in terms of me, also I forgot to plug myself. You can follow me at with the fleep on Twitter. Um, and then I'm also on Clubhouse like all the time. Uh, and Danielle was there one time with me. Uh, I was there. I need to email Clubhouse because I went to change my handle on Clubhouse and I put a typo, and they said you can't change it again. I was like, no, oh, no, I'm still. So Felipe invited me on Clubhouse, and I ended up on a Clubhouse thing with him once. Um, but that's the only one I've been on. I'm kind of confused by it. Do I just like join these rooms, but no one will hear me at first if they're big, if they're like really big ones, am I like not, I'm just listening. Right. Yeah. And then you have to raise your hand to be brought up. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to try to start a Brazilian dragon, uh, club in clubhouse and okay. like, just like do that. Um, and like have more random shit happening there. But anyways, um, in terms of my pop culture plugs, uh, WandaVision was fantastic. If you haven't yet, I'm trying to get Danielle to watch that when she gets Disney Plus back. Um, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier has been solid so far. I've been enjoying that. Not enough Zemo. Big Zemo. Like, obviously he's the villain, but he's like a fun villain. It's like uh, a Loki uh, style villain. He is dark, mm. but I don't know. Like, I'm just. I think he's a really interesting character, and I like him a lot. And uh, he needs to come back asap. But, um. Yeah, so that's that's that. And I've been listening to a lot of like 90s and 2000s theme songs for a reason, obviously, for kids' shows, but those yeah. are fun. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, I've been watching Sense8 on Netflix. That's what I've been watching these days. So, oh, interesting. Is that new? No, it's from it's from a few years ago. Um, spoiler, it got canceled after season two. So, I'm not, I, mm-hmm. I just finished season one, but like, I think they like actually go to all these locations that they film in, and there's like eight different locations like between like mexico city chicago san francisco iceland england um nairobi south korea berlin and india and i'm like okay the production was probably too big of a budget and that's why they canceled it but I, i i'm enjoying it um it's very uh fun i enjoy the characters it like the first episode was a little to get into but like once i got going like episode three i think it really took off yeah i but, you always got to give a, a show a grace period yeah i say four episodes five episodes and then if it's not doing for you then you can like tap out abandon yeah yeah 
Um, but with that said, uh, thank you for listening, everybody. And I'm excited to release this uh, on Monday. And yeah, stay tuned for episode 50. Thank you, Danielle, for being part of episode one and episode 49. But no, that's a lie. Episode one, episode two, and episode 49, because you were on the mini zone. Thanks for having me. I had fun. And we got to get you back to do a a decom recap at some point. Um, Yes. Yes. I need it once I I need to get this Disney plus back. Once I get Disney plus back, it's all over. Game changer. Yes. (laughs) Like the mighty ducks game changers. But until next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.